0: Welcome to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Now, here's your host, Dr. Siddiqui.
1: Hello, folks. A very good morning to you. It's soon to be your favorite radio show coming to you from WLWL Radio, where I was told it has 700 sister radio stations all over the country, United States of America. And talking on your health is Dr. Siddiqui, Dr. Majid Siddiqui, MD, Doctor of Medicine. And I'm going to show you the most important case that we normally come across. One in five individuals here in United States are suffering from hypertension or high blood Pressure. folks without prejudice or bias allow me to say that the good are the people who look after their health and goes to their doctor regularly and get screened for their health the bad knowingly on unknowingly neglecting their health and the ugly are the ones who knowingly about their ailment, ignoring it, hiding their heads in the sands like ostrich. The good, the bad and the ugly characters are all capable of good, bad and worst behavior towards their health. We often write a fine line of behavioral ambiguity, a personality trait that is present within all of us listeners, within all of us. This is your host, Dr. Majid Siddiqui, who's trying to bring some information to you so as to protect you from getting into the ugly situation, which I have often seen in my three and a half decades of medical practice that is to be avoided, folks. Caring for your health, wellness, and looking after yourself, You are most welcome in my practice, Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Medicine, 2949 Elmwood Avenue, Kenmore, and the phone number is 716-800-3040. This is Dr. Majid Siddiqui, MD. Let me talk about high blood pressure, also known technically as hypertension. Hypertension affects approximately half of all U.S. adults That is about 100 million people in 2020 study of American Heart Association. That is one in three adults with high blood pressure are unaware of their blood pressure. And not receiving treatment to control this silent killer. It's a silent killer, folks. You won't be able to make out by certain symptoms that are only noticeable symptoms that one can be confused with benign conditions such as headaches, shortness of breath on exertion, and in some cases, nosebleed. In the United States of America, my nation, children age 3 and older have high blood pressure. Fortunately, high blood pressure can easily be detected, folks. I'm telling you, there's something that is well under our control. Undetected high blood pressure leads to sudden heart attack, onset of heart failure, stroke. With the pressure inside the arteries or even brains, ballooning of major arteries are called aneurysm. When that happens, the weak wall bursts open. The arteries are unable to take that high blood pressure. If it happens in the chest and abdomen, this can lead to sudden death, folks, sudden death. We're dealing with life and death situation when I'm talking something that is as common as hypertension. Your kidneys are not spared. Kidneys get into kidney failure, leading to hooking up of the patient to a machine. Your life is revolving around the machine three times in a week. First before that and after that, it consumes whole of your life. If you don't have that machine attached, what happens? All the toxins, which are called uremia, get accumulated. That is something the kidney function to urinate out. And that kind of accumulation of toxins leads into coma. And the eye has got arteries is also their retinal artery. It uh, With the high blood pressure, vision get impaired. And if the arteries get busted in the retina, it's a retinal problem, retinopathy. In the brain, it causes memory loss, dementia, and patients are con- un- uh, not able to understand. They get confused. The blood pressure... Is determined by two things the amount of blood the heart pumps and the main question how hard it is for blood to move through these arteries if these arteries are patent then it's not a problem and about the heart people talk heart is about the size of your fist just make a fist and see And how many times does it beat normally? 60 to 80 times per minute. Now you multiply that with 24 hours, the heart is pumping or beating 100,000 times in a day. Folks, with this small size compared to the whole body, people with hidden blood pressure are literally beating the tired hearts. Your heart to do the required job is not getting it done. There are two main types of high blood pressure. Primary hypertension also called essential hypertension and secondary hypertension. The first one primary and essential hypertension There is no identifiable cause of hypertension. That's why it's called primary. This developments over many years of your ignorance and remains silent in your body. What is happening? You eating all, enjoying the fast food, all that fat getting accumulated in your arteries as block that happens in your sink, kitchen sink. All that fat gets accumulated, coated, And what happens? It gets blocked. The same way our arteries get blocked. And the technical term is atherosclerosis. Making the heart pump 100,000 times in a day normally to increase the heart rate further due to narrowing of the arteries, that doubles the resistance to blood flow, also increases the cause of rupture, folks. Just like your watering pipe. It get weeks. It just gets out from the site. You don't want it to get out and make your dress wet. Secondary hypertension is caused by an underlying health condition that includes adrenal gland tumor. Adrenal gland is like kidneys. You have on both the sides of the body. Right above is a teeny-weeny gland. That start to... Ha- Give you a reason to, for the doctor to worry on those lines. Illegal drugs. Illegal drugs such as cocaine and amphetamine, fentanyl on the streets, causes kidney disease. Obesity. Well, obesity runs in my family, doctor. No. Lack of exercise runs in your family, Frank. That's the problem. So take it. Obstructive sleep apnea. Those pot belly, beer belly people, huge people, typical American sitting on the bench and snoring like a bear. Or your wife gets out of your room and sleep in some other room. Even the neighbor's wife get out of their neighborhood. We got problems, folks. We are dealing with these problems and I love to explain. When health is absent, wisdom cannot reveal itself. Art cannot manifest strength, and you cannot fight. Wealth becomes useless, and intelligence cannot be applied. Health is the greatest possession. Contentment is the greatest treasure. Confidence is the greatest friend. This is your host, Dr. Siddiqui, Dr. Majid Siddiqui, who has been practicing as doctor of medicine for over 35 years, would be your buddy for the, on regular basis, if the station permit every third Mondays from now on.
0: You're listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040. Hometown WLVL, 1340
2: AM. For all your healthcare needs, Trust Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. With 37 years of experience, Dr. Majid Siddiqui cares for patients of all ages, from pediatrics to geriatrics. You'll be seen by medical doctors with on-site state-of-the-art machinery for emergency or routine care. Located at 2949 Elmwood across from Kenmore Mercy, walk-ins are welcome, most insurance accepted. Payment options are available. Call 716-800-3040 for Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians.
0: Let's get back to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care in Kenmore. Once again, Dr. Siddiqui.
1: Folks, nobody can take the higher ground when it comes to health. I tell you, very frankly, the doctors and the nurses are the worst patients. The good, the bad, and the ugly characters are all capable of good, bad, and worst behavior towards their health. We often ride a fine line of behavior, behavioral ambiguity, a personality trait that is within all of us. So please folks, I would like to impart certain knowledge in a format that is each of these presentations, it's just three. I don't want to bore you with long medical talks that we often fall asleep when it is given in a hospital. There are three case scenario. The good, when the patient is compliant, follow the advice, takes the medical advice seriously, takes the pills regularly, and the bad is one, who initially gets into the medication and then becomes lax to turn out to be the ugly. First is a fictitious case, but the case is real. Fictitious only for the name due to HIPAA regulation. So I name her Mary, is a 38-year-old female. She is attending for a routine appointment about her contraception, for which she uses a diaphragm and then, to be more protective, also goes for oral contraceptive pills. Medical history from her records, I noticed that Mary's blood pressure has increased since her last check 12 months ago. Most of these folks who come to the doctor for contraception, they normally come in about a year's time. But the problem is being on the oral contraception can cause high blood pressure. A personal habit, Mary does not smoke but drinks 10 to 12 units of alcohol over a week period's time. She blames it on her good-for-nothing boyfriend, who has been very difficult with her and her three babies. On examination, Mary's first clinic blood pressure measurement is 158 over 94 this figure 158 is the systolic blood pressure. When the heart contracts, that is the maximum pressure that comes on the artery, which is called systolic, 158. And the lower one, 94, this figure 94 says, when a heart is relaxing in diastole. So 158 over 94, remember that folks. Her heart rate is 72 beats per minute. So that's in the normal range. And the heart rate and the beat has to be regular. If it is irregular, that the heart is not pumping in a rhythmic fashion. It is causing fibrillations, irregularity. I always suggest that the automated blood pressure monitors are available at the drop of the hat in most of the pharmacies. So people buy that and then they measure. Some of these are not well calibrated after a while and also uh, the technique that is applied. I have seen Mary at times putting on her leg and trying to get the blood pressure on her lower arm. So those techniques becomes an uh, issue. The pulse has to be regular blood pressure measurement I normally do is to put my finger at the end of the thumb area on the wrist to feel the radial pulse or high above in the forearm for brachial pulse. When When I told her she was inquisitive that your blood pressure right now is 158 over 94, Mary freaked out. Dr. Siddiqui, do I have the hypertension that mom and grandmom suffers? Would I be on the pills for the rest of my life? I'm already on the pills for my contraception. Well, what would I, as her doctor, do next? I have to follow the relevant recommendations because automated devices may not measure blood pressure accurately if there is a pulse irregularity. In this uh, case, it is not, but normally the atrial fibrillation that I was talking earlier could be the reason for not able to get the right pressure. Brachial pulse and the radial pulse irregularities is to be consideration. And moreover, when you are mad, angry, or when you're relaxed, happy, laughing, the blood pressure varies. So we have to provide with the monitor to Mary, to go home and take the blood pressure in different conditions and record it for me in her notebook or on a page and bring it back to me. So that she can be decided to have high blood pressure or not. But Mary comes back with almost the blood pressure in the higher range, 150 over 90. In different condition, she at least had some such 14 measurements. At the same time, I have to do the investigation for target organ damage. I don't know when the blood pressure went high as it happens in the population. So my main worry is, as I said earlier, the size of your fist organ, the heart, is pumping against the pressure. So there could be left ventricular hypertrophy. That is, she has got a big heart. Ah, uh, 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 No, 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 she is not charitable. Big heart is diseased heart, folks. Oh, she's got a big heart. No. Then I have to test the kidney function. And I have to look into her eye, the back of the eye, to find out about the damage that has happened over the period of time that I am unaware of the problem of high blood pressure. I also advise my nurse to take blood test, Plasma glucose, does she have hidden diabetes? All the electrolytes, sodium, potassium, calcium liver function test, AST, ALT, all those because she has been hitting the bottle. And I have to estimate the glomerular filtration rate. Everybody is required to urinate in certain amount. If it is less than that, we need to worry. Then what about her serum total cholesterol and high-density lipoprotein? All these folks... And in my clinic, I have got the electrocardiograph available. So EKG would confirm whether she had the ventricular hypertrophy or not. About at least one in five of the diagnosed hypertensives, they still don't know that the damage is happening in the body. I identified her dietary sodium uh, intake is greater than the recommended level because she's the one who goes for the fast food. What do they do at the window? The girl standing in there, some school teenage girl, all younger than that, at those fast food outlets. They sprinkle the salt as if it has no tomorrow because it doesn't cost much. It does cost you your health, folks, your health. Somebody When, like Mary, I told her, look, you have to cut down on the salt, she stayed. My grandmom said I should take everything with a pinch of salt. Uh Uh-uh, don't take it literally. You are getting all the extra fluid accumulated into your arteries because of what? You know, the simple osmosis, high school uh, physics. There is more osmolality in your arteries. So all the blood, get more in quantity because it draws, the sodium draws blood into the arteries. Then the relevant recommendation, lifestyle advice should be offered and then periodically to people undergoing assessment or or treatment for hypertension, ascertain people's diet and exercise pattern because healthy diet and regular exercise would definitely reduce your blood pressure in many, many medical studies so therefore folks i would advise healthy diet regular exercise to decrease your blood pressure i also encourage mary to keep her dietary sodium as low as 3 gram in 24 hours this can reduce the blood pressure the other problem with mary was she is of reproductive age Therefore, I should know what medications, antihypertensive, I should prescribe her. There is an increased risk of congenital abnormalities in the fetus if the women take angiotensin-converting enzyme, ACE inhibitors or angiotensin receptor blockers when they get pregnant, during pregnancy. And it is important that women of childbearing age know this. If the woman is planning a pregnancy, she should discuss with me. If a woman is taking ACE inhibitors or ARBs becomes pregnant, sorry, these antihypertensive drugs should be stopped by me. This is where the problem lies, folks. Mary's clinical case was a good case. Just like this, the good, the bad, and the ugly music in the movie it was talking about. She controlled her blood pressure. Her hypertension was not the issue, but she was very compliant with her medications and followed regular exercise and diet pretty well. In my opinion, I'm not a sexist, The female patients of mine are better patients than the male patients. The males have got some kind of a rebellion, folks, the testosterone in the body. Now, let me talk about Danny. This is a case where it goes from bad to ugly. Danny presented to me in the following way. Danny is a 59-year-old African-American male who never had any doctor's visit nor he had primary care physician ever acquired. You have to hunt the PCPs in this country, folks. They are dying species to me. He presents to me with a sore ankle after going over on it. Medical history, Danny has no significant past medical history to report. I emphasize to report because he doesn't know by not going to any doctor that he has got latent high blood pressure. You need to find out when you own a car, the silly car that must must have costed you money, you take it to service station, right? You want to check the oil, the filter, and God knows everything to make it go. And for on your own body, you do not care. eh? What kind of wisdom is that? Please don't take me wrong. So medical history for Danny on presentation was nothing to report, but it was not unremarkable. He recalled that previously he had been to pharmacy to buy over the counter coughs and cold medicines. Now asking for the personal history, he smokes 25 cigarettes a day all his life. He's been smoking like a chimney. That is, he started at the age of 11 years. He was a kid then. Then what about the other factor that exacerbates our blood pressure? Alcohol consumption around two to three packs of beer per day and has done that for over 25 years. Everybody wants to blame something or the other. He blames it on his shifts. He works shifts and says he considers his diet to be unhealthy only because the day shift changes into night and the night shift changes into the day, so his body is not settled. On examination, I diagnosed that Danny's left ankle is sprained. That was not a problem. As part of my routine examination, I always measure the blood pressure and do the vitals. The first measurement in his left arm was the systolic, when the heart contracts, was 190. And when the heart relaxed, the diastolic pressure was 100. 190 over 100, that's a lot. So made him sit for 10, 15 minutes. And the second measurement I did in the right arm It was 180 over 94. It fell down a little bit, but still I need to confirm whether he has the hypertension. So I applied the same techniques I said earlier on Mary to get the blood pressure measured at his home. The blood pressure monitors are available. For all people with hypertension, I offer this kind of self-monitoring. But in this case, since the blood pressure is so very high, I immediately ask the blood to be drawn to measure blood glucose, electrolytes, creatinine, and estimated glomular filtration rate that gives how much is his output, because he's obese. He's bloated all over. Serum total cholesterol is also required and high-density lipoprotein cholesterol too. I looked at the back of his uh, eyes and found some changes of hypertensive retinopathy. I made him go, undergo my EKG, so that I know where I stand, although I have not 100% confirmed, but there is, in this case, there's not much to wonder about. So, I started Danny's treatment with calcium channel blockers. Say, for example, amlodipine. I would also offered him appropriate information about the drug and the unwanted side effects of calcium channel blockers, amlodipine, you would see the results of the more detailed cardiovascular risk assessment which included cholesterol level to discuss the prognosis and healthcare options with Danny. My problem is, he is not a compliant patient. He does not turn up on the appointed date or time. Wondering about that, I had to sit with him for a much longer period. I would repeat the lifestyle advice such as diet, including sodium, exercise, alcohol consumption, and smoking, the two mother of all evils, alcohol consumption. As Danny's cholesterol level was not that high, marginally elevated. I would inquire about the fat content of his diet and recommend that he reduce his fat intake. You would note that his cholesterol needs rechecking, so he has to come back to me. I would ask Danny to return to my practice in four weeks for review of his blood pressure and to see whether he is compliant with the medication that I have prescribed. Somehow or the other, my secretary chases him And Danny comes back to my clinic with a blood pressure now 140 over 90. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! I was happy for the reason that he has come into the zone of safety. You don't know how much a doctor get pleasure or happiness to see that his management is working well. It's not just one-sided practice there. I just read and say, forget about it. No, 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 no. That's not what I was taught. In all my training in the English medical schools that I went in, in United Kingdom, in England, in London, University of London, I was taught to be proactive and to follow the patient. There was always a question, I have an urgent care or immediate care. Well, why do you ask us to come back? This is just urgent care. Hey, the doctor is trying to raise some money. That's the problem, folks, at the ground level. If the blood pressure is not controlled, how would you know? Check the adherence to the regime and provide intervention to specific needs only by follow-up. But in this case, Danny's blood pressure again went up to a higher level. Although he brushes me off. Yeah, I can't do much. I'm a bus driver in this city where you see it. we have lots of problems, all kind of passengers abusing me and the traffic is so chaotic. Okay, okay, I understand. You've got a stressful situation, but you need to come to me until unless you come to me I can't do anything about it.
0: You're listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040. Hometown WLVL, 1340 AM.
2: For all your health care needs, trust Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. With 37 years of experience, Dr. Majid Siddiqui cares for patients of all ages. From pediatrics to geriatrics, you'll be seen by medical doctors with on-site state-of-the-art machinery for emergency or routine care. Located at 2949 Elmwood across from Kenmore Mercy, walk-ins are welcome, most insurance accepted. Payment options are available. Call 716-800-3040 for Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians.
0: Let's get back to conversations on health care with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care in Kenmore. Once again, Dr. Siddiqui.
1: Yeah. Yeah now this case is going to take the ugly turn. Like that good old movies, I loved Clint Eastwood movies as a child. The good, the bad and the ugly characters, we are all capable of being good, the bad and the ugly by our worst behavior towards our health. In my experience of 35 years, listeners, we often ride a fine line towards our own welfare of behavioral ambiguity. This is present in all of us. So please don't get offended when I talk like that. And I said, the doctors are the worst patients and the nurses are even worse. Now, I wanted to offer Danny treatment with ACE inhibitor or low-cost ARBs and use home blood pressure monitor in response to the added treatment. And I would follow the local protocols for checking blood prior to commencing and following initiation of ACE inhibitor or low-cost ARB for diagnosis to keep it under control. My problem, Danny is non-compliant He has got health insurance issues. They sacked him from the bus driver's job. And then he took the ugly turn. I don't blame him personally, but this is how the circumstances make people go down to the rock bottom. And time passes three years later. Danny experiences chest tightness when he walks upstairs but notices no symptoms at rest he is an interim developed diabetes with hypertension that's because of obesity his lifestyle the diet and it is also genetical he has a history of sedentary lifestyle the stressful job over a period of 10 to 12 years made him morbidly obese and when there are so much of fat accumulates on your belly, folks, that you can't even see your feet, there's so much pressure in your abdomen, Press, pressing your diaphragm. So there comes the breathing problem. And the breathing problem leads to sleep apnea. Sleep apnea leads to hypertension. So in three or maybe four years, he wrecked his health. Then I was supposed to be informed, so I get to know from the ER physician that he is in the emergency room. And I asked him to fax me the chart. Level of consciousness, they noted, conscious and alert to person, place, and time, so that's good news. But he's restless and anxious. His chief complained in the hospital was, my chest feels tight. I feel really weak. Airway and breathing is patent. Respiratory rate is increased and his saturation was holding well. That is oxygen saturation folks, 97% on room air. That's happy news. Then afterwards I get another set of information. The ER physician documents that he's complaining my chest feels very tight. And the, appropriately, the physician asks, is, is the pain radiating in your center of the chest to anywhere else? He said, no. It's not going. When He was concerned whether it's going up the back of the chest or up the neck or down his arms. No, 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 just the tightness. How much... On the severity scale, zero to ten, he said about seven. And the time of onset, after being stabilized, it was just about two hours ago. The physical examination showed no signs of trauma. Chest wall is symmetrical and non-tender. Breath sounds clear, equally bilaterally to auscultation. Jugular vein, the neck vein shows distension when the heart is working against the resistance that happens in conge- congestive cardiac failure or heart failure. So rightly the ER physician gave him an aspirin of 324 uh, milligram and also nitroglycerin. He must have checked for the allergies as well and his heart rhythm was going regular but 110 per beat per beats per minute. So the ECG or EKG showed left bundle branch block. This is a signal of problems. So assessment is made. Being in the ER, PET scan was done, which is a positron emission tomography just like your CT scan showed a reversible defect in the anterior wall of the heart with apical wall in the left anterior descending artery having problems. So this is reversible. I'm always optimistic, showing some optimism there. The coronary angiogram show total occlusion of the left anterior descending artery, the main artery that is letting your heart pump. Our heart needs also the blood supply. It just can't suck it from its chambers or surrounding. So Dave was scheduled rightly for coronary revascularization in the hospital. It takes a time. The surgeons have to be called. Theater has to be available. Approximately two hours passes by. He had seizures and sudden cardiac arrest. The cardiac arrest means he had no pulse. It was pulseless electrical activity on the monitor. They went into action. They did the cardiopulmonary resuscitation for about seven minutes. Uh, In my opinion, that was a bit longer to get somebody back. The patient had a cardiorespiratory arrest with pulseless electrical activity within the short time of the first cardiac arrest. Oh my God. Oh my God. Here is the problem. We as doctors, as I always worked as emergency physician to We have got the challenges every minute. In ICU also, every minute you have to have your eyes glued to the monitor. Forget about your lunch. (laughs) No free lunch here in the hospital. After all, you have to go down there, but it is all served. Dark, nothing is left. Come back about five o'clock in the evening. So people have to be very vigilant about the situation. The problem with Danny was. When to the pathologist who conducted the autopsy, it showed Danny's heart ruptured, causing all the blood to come out of the chamber and cause cardiac tamponade that lead to severe dysfunction and problem. The high blood pressure must have affected his papillary heart muscle too that must have broken down and caused the problem. All, I said, bye-bye, Danny. After that heartbreaking, heart-wrenching scenario, Let me talk to you about something that would make you smile or laugh. Can you vividly remember the last time you had a great laugh, folks? Tell me, tell me honestly, please. Thinking about those memories transport your mind back to the time when you would hold your belly with tears threatening out of your eyes due to intense laughter. We have been so tied down with our worries, 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 and illnesses while effect- affecting our mind and body severely, we have forgotten to have a good laugh and relax. So much of politics that I can do a thing about to change it. Going on 24-7, how am I going to relax? So, you question me. How does laughing relax your blood vessel, Doc? Dr. Siddiqui, you talk. All right, all right. Life laughing is beneficial for your blood vessels, listeners, since it affects the endothelium. You know what is endothelium? The lining inside your arteries and the veins, the inner lining of blood vessels. The endothelium is responsible for relaxation of blood vessels, an increase of blood flow and regulation of blood pressure. So if it goes, the diameter goes up, the blood can flow well. If somebody step on your hose pipe, what happens? The same way we need the pipe to be in a relaxed way. Now I'll talk to you technical. A study conducted at the University of Maryland School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, observed that laughing during funny movies affected the endothelium that led to the relaxation of blood vessels and better flow of blood with the Lowered blood pressure. Folks, on the contrary, this study and other research works also state that experiencing mental stress can narrow your blood vessels while reducing the blood flow that in turn reduces the amount of blood flowing to the other parts of the body, further leading to increased blood pressure. What you're doing? Listening to all that stressful information? Stressful conditions in the house, maybe you are killing yourself. Researchers at Osaka University in Japan carried out a study to determine whether laughter interventions would reduce the blood pressure. The results were surprising as the blood pressure was decreased by at least five millimeter mercury. Those who took part in the sessions designed to make them laugh and 7 mm of mercury immediately after laughter sessions. Well, the people who were not given that situation did not take part in the laughter session showed no change in the blood pressure readings. Listeners, an advantage with laughter is that it affects the blood pressure have been found to be high to go down. Laughter is the cheapest prescription that can also be self-medicated. Perceiving the funny side of life and silver lining of in a complex situation is the key and bestows several health benefits. I can say laughing your way towards the blood pressure. Laughter, exercise, a fusion of playful laughter exercise linked with gentle breathing and stretching inhales more oxygen to the body and brain Further resulting in significantly lower systolic and diastolic blood pressure and stress levels. But I've seen some of the folks forcibly laughing. No, 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 forcible laughter. That will not produce those hormones that is required to bring down your stress or bring down your blood pressure. Take your heart and your brain along with you. Always consult your doctor first before starting any exercise regime. A smile will work wonders folks. Respect your boundaries, keep your health, your priority and be gentle to yourself. Stop trying to be gentle to the others before you be gentle to yourself. Do not propel or compel your body in doing anything painful or uncomfortable. The advice is a medical professional advice of a guy called Dr. Siddiqui, Dr. Majid Siddiqui MD, who has been practicing for 35 years he got, gained his experience in England, Ireland, Scotland, New Zealand, Australia, and United States. I go for some voluntary work in India. So I tell you the truth, folks. This is what it is. Laugh heartily, but drink cognizant. Your body might be ringing warning bells if you feel heaviness in the head or mild to moderate headaches after laughter. Be gentle to yourself and drink more water. I did not say alcohol. I told you alcohol. In my experience, mother of all the problems. One of the patients insisted to me I inherited hypertension from my granny. I told you this early. She taught me to take everything with a grain of salt. I was treating her for excessive fluid retention in her legs that happens in congestive heart failure. Do you What happens when body steals your heart? Do you know what happens? Laughingly, I should say, you get cardiac arrested. My mother always used to say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Well, I've seen she was a lovely surgeon, but a terrible, lovely in appearance, I'm saying, but a terrible surgeon. She was sacked. The day she tried to cut through the stomach and get into the heart. It is a heavy heart that I want to announce, people say, heavy heart? In my medical terminology is diagnosed as cardiomegaly. That's a problem. Sometimes someone unexpected comes into your life from out of nowhere, makes your heart race and changes your life forever, said a young nurse during my rounds in my hospital. I replied to her, we call these people cops, nerds. Never break someone's hearts; They only have one. I jokingly say, break their bones instead. They have 206 of them. I'm just kidding, folks. Don't take me seriously on these jokes. And lastly, once my advice was interpreted totally differently, folks. I was walking down the street one day when I noticed Coming toward me was one of my 85-year-old patient with a very beautiful blonde girl, well-built young lady on his arm. He was looking the happiest that I ever seen him. When the old patient noticed that I was walking too, he came to me and said, Well, Doc Siddiqui, I took your advice. And he looked at me, puzzled. I always are. I looked what advice that could have been. You told me to get a hot mama and be cheerful, he replied. I said, oh no, no, I told you to, that you have got a hot murmur and be very careful. Bye for me and see you every third Monday at the same place, on the same station. This is yours truly, Dr. Majid Siddiqui. Thank you for listening to me.
0: You've been listening to Conversations on Healthcare with Dr. Majid Siddiqui from Elmwood Immediate Care, 2949 Elmwood Avenue in Kenmore. Call 716-800-3040,
2: Hometown WLVL, 1340 AM. For all your health care needs, trust Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians. With 37 years of experience, Dr. Majid Siddiqui cares for patients of all ages. From pediatrics to geriatrics, you'll be seen by medical doctors with on-site state-of-the-art machinery for emergency or routine care. Located at 2949 Elmwood across from Kenmore Mercy, walk-ins are welcome, most insurance accepted. Payment options are available. Call 716-800-3040 for Elmwood Immediate Care and Family Physicians.